In the words of Dave Grawl, there is no way back from here. Welcome back to another post-game edition of Broadway Journey. Appreciate you guys coming back and uh, tuning in to my post-game recap of Jets-Bills. Uh, real quick, obviously, the uh, score speaks for itself. Bills 18, Jets 10. So we got a lot to go over, a lot of uh, int- introductory stuff. You know where I was right, where I was wrong. Game predictions, uh, where I was right there as well. My player props and, of course, the award ceremony and some uh, pretty decent fan questions. So got a lot to go over. Um, immediate quick reaction on this and on the game. Um, four fucking yards in the second half. Four yards. I'm not saying this to say this. Like I, I, I truly do believe this. I think if we got together my high school varsity team, we could scrap together four yards. I'm not saying we'll do it in a drive. I'm not saying we'll do it in a quarter. But if you gave us an entire half of football to gain four yards, I think we can do it. Now, how much that says about the Jets, it doesn't say much because we already knew the offense was terrible. But when you come back and you have Sam Donald coming back and you have healthy receivers coming in and you have Gase giving up the play calls, which was suspected to be the cause of the offense and you know what kind of went wrong there, it's it's super interesting. Um Having said that and having moving forward from that point, like, is anyone shocked? I don't know. Um, the only thing I was truly shocked at was the ineptitude in the second half. Like, at least the first half, we had a couple good drives put together, but oh my God, just unbelievable. So, offensively, just absolutely terrible. Um, start of the game, everything scripted for Donald. He looked great. He, he made one third of Barrios on the sideline that was, if, you know, a Mahomes or a Lamar or whoever makes that throw, it might be, you know, on their highlight reel. But unfortunately, it's Sam Darnold, so I won't get the, the press at the service. But it's an unbelievable throw. Comes out, you know, firing all cylinders. We have the backup kicker in. It does a pretty great job for us. Um, and the offense looked good. And then second drive as well, everything seemed to be working in our favor. We were getting, you know, the looks that we needed. Everyone kind of looked like they were all, uh, you know, all there. I mean, you have a backup kicker go one for one. You have Darnold in the first half completing 11 passes, doing pretty well. And it, it, and then it just it just falls on its head in the second half. So offensively, it was interesting. It was interesting to see P. Ryan get a little more action. Uh, him and Gore actually both split carries. They had 11 each. Um, Gore with more yards than P. Ryan, but P. Ryan had the, the memorable touchdown. And you also have P. Ryan with a nice little 20-yard run, which is pretty nice to see. He's getting a lot of pushback from fans, and I get it. Guy can't pass block, but that that's on the coaching, right? Like it's not it's not on P Ryan. It, first of all, it's on him to block. I, I understand that. If he's not good at it, he's not good at it. But put the kid in a position to succeed. And it's almost it's almost like Gase is saying to to the fans, like, all right, you won it, here it is, and putting him in a position where he's not gonna succeed. When you know Frank Gore can do it, just keep Frank Gore on the on a true passing play where you know the running back is likely gonna have to stay in because our pass rush or our our pass protection is not great. Keep Gore in there. And if you know it's going to be a, a route and you know they're going to be receiving the ball, put Peter on him. Peter on had two catches, 16 yards. Didn't look terrible in the passing game. Had a couple decent catches. But it's just an aptitude by the offensive offensive coaching staff to put these guys in a position to succeed. And then I'm going to flip that by saying you have Mims in there, first time of the year, and he looked great. He looked a little stiff, I'll say that. He was definitely a little more looser in college, but he looked great. He Four catches for 42, and that's 
really strictly first half. You had a nice 16-yard grab off seven targets. And then Berrios, and I, I talked about Berrios in uh, your pregame as well. I thought he had a bigger role. I was right in the first half and wrong in the second half. So really, the, the second half of this game flipped everything on me. Uh, you know, for my predictions, reviews, everything, everything uh, you know that it is. But listen, they lose the game 18 to 10. You're facing a good Buffalo Bills team. You're facing a, an up and coming quarterback who can run the ball, and he did. But you got to look at the defense side of the ball, and you got to be pretty proud of what they did. They only let up 18 points, and in today's NFL, that's a that's a unless you're the Jets, it's a win by any standard. Um held Josh Allen pretty well. He looked uncomfortable a lot, getting good pressure. Quentin Williams with another great day. Um, I mean, his QB, Josh Allen's QBR was 65.7. Now, flip it to Donald with 17.6. It, it looks more impressive than anything, but you, you, you did a good job. And, and that's kind of the frustration I think Greg Williams has a little bit is that and he, and he says, you know, everything's it's water under the bridge, and but he's putting – He's been don't break. We got up a ton of field goals, which is a team you have to be pretty proud of, right? Like that's I mean, you know, obviously you don't want the team to score, but you also don't. Like, I mean, he was six for eight for field goals. Like he, I mean, a lot of offensive touchdown, he had everything. So, gosh, it's just frustrating. I, I, I can like feel Greg Williams' frustration because the guy put together a great defensive game plan. We were prepared, and maybe the Bills looked past us and didn't really care about the game, but we were prepared. Can't ask for much more than that. You're prepared to play defensively. Offensively, the first two, three drives, you look super prepared. And we missed another fourth and one. I don't know what it is where we can't get a, a one-yard play, but the Jets were in a position to compete. And they came out in the second half flat as ever. And it's it's an indictment on Gase's coaching where he can't make any second-half adjustments. He's never been able to do it. He's shown that over and over. He's a stubborn guy and won't adjust to what he has to adjust to. And and that's it. But, I mean, they gave us what we wanted early, and then they, they turned into the old Jets. We saw Mims. We saw uh, we saw P. Ryan. We saw these guys making plays. We saw Darnold look comfortable. He had the one interception, which looked as bad of an interception as you could throw. Triple coverage. Just no idea where he's putting the ball. He should have had one later in the game, too. That was a terrible throw. And the unfortunate thing is, and I'll, I'll, I'll end my leadoff segment of the game recap with this, is this might be the end of Sam Darnold? I've I've fought for him. I still think he's capable. I just think he's beyond the point of no return in New York, where he doesn't look comfortable. He truly does look like he's seeing ghosts. He's feeling pressure that sometimes isn't there. He's getting destroyed by pressure that all the time is very much there. He's not making the throws he needs to make. He's I don't know if anyone else saw the stat. He has. He averaging 4.42 yards per throw, which in the NFL is worse than Jamarcus Russell had. He's not completing the passes he needs to, and then he gives you those little, little blurbs of, of greatness or of, of very good. And it's sad. It's sad that the Jets have, have gotten to this point. We're gonna we're gonna ruin a young quarterback, but also for the, for fans to you know get a little bit more of a sense of what's actually going on. The Jets don't ruin young quarterbacks. Let's let's bury that. Think about who we. So we took. Now look at the past. What I'll go till, since Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez had two straight AFC Championship games. A lot of the ineptitude was on him. You look at Schottenheimer is doing very well in Seattle with a competent quarterback in Russell Wilson. A, a lot of it was on Mark Sanchez. He, he did have some success, and then 
the Jets, in fairness to Sanchez, they pulled they pulled a lot of weapons away from him. There's a lot of injuries, and it didn't work out. After that, who did we ruin? You ruined Bryce Petty, a third-round pick. Greg McElroy, a late-round pick. Flip it to Christian Hackenberg, who I, I'm pretty sure the entire fa- fan base had a had an aneurysm when we drafted, who everyone knew wasn't going to be a guy. That's a McCagnan blunder and a third-round pick. Geno Smith in the second. No one really was banking on that. It was a nice little add-on so maybe he can compete, but no one was banking on Geno Smith. And we got the Sam Darnold, who looked better his rookie year than he does now. And that's obviously on the coaching a little bit, right? Like, no one really regresses due to due to themselves, unless it's a mental thing, but it's a little on the coaches. So you have, you have to take all this in the grand scheme of things. So when people say, oh, they're going to ruin Trevor Lawrence, first of all, we have to get Trevor Lawrence. Because... There are a lot of teams right now that are not playing very well. The updated draft order, and I'll go through that for you. The updated draft order is not entirely non-quarterback dependent. There's some teams that really are looking to maybe get a quarterback. And if the Jets do have one, and they are picking number one, and they are they are in a spot to get Trevor Lawrence... Oh, man, I, I don't. I don't think you can pass on it anymore. I just generally don't think you can pass on the Jets any, uh, on on Trevor Lawrence anymore. I think Sam Darnold, for what he is, I think he can be successful elsewhere. Who knows? Maybe someone will take a risk on him and give us something for him. But and I, I'm I'm not sold on his career. I'm I'm a ninety percent sold on him in, in New York. So you right now updated draft order. You got Jets at 0-7-1, Giants 1-6 at 2, Jags 1-6 at 3, Falcons 1-6 at 4. The Dolphins are picking five. They obviously, as we know of at right now, don't need a quarterback. They just activated Tua. Um, Vikings 1-5, Bengals 1-5, don't need a quarterback, Joe Burrow. Cowboys 2-5, very interesting. Redskins with a huge win for us at 2-5, and, and then the Chargers 2-4. Herbert looks like the real deal. So you have the Jets who are likely going to take a quarterback. The Giants, one and six. Who knows what that front office is going to do? Like, if you get rid of Gettleman, which just seems more likely by the day, do they trust Daniel Jones long term? Very interesting there. I just don't. First of all, if it ends up where the Jets have one, Giants have two, and they want Trevor Lawrence, the Jets are not going to trade the Giants. They're not going to put Trevor Lawrence in the same building as them and watch his career unfold. Won't happen. So Giants fans, if you're truly dying for a quarterback, which I don't know if you're really at that point now, you got to look for a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance. Three, Jaguars, one and six. Are, I don't think Minshew's bad, but are you sold on Minshew as your franchise guy? I don't know. I mean, he's the perfect Jacksonville quarterback. He's a Florida man personified, but I don't know. That's interesting as well. Falcons, four. I can see the Falcons staying put, riding Matt Ryan and getting maybe – Trey Lance and just seeing how that goes. I think that's a very interesting situation. New new head coach and GM are going to be coming in, but Falcons blew another one yesterday. Who knows? Vikings one and five. Is Kirk Cousins your guy? You have a lot of young talent. Do you want him long term? Another interesting scenario. Bengals don't have Burrow. Cowboys and Redskins are eight and nine. Redskins obviously need a quarterback. The Dallas Cowboys. So if you're Jerry Jones right now, do you pay Dak Prescott? Do you pay him long-term? Knowing he's coming off a horrific injury. And listen, I'm, I'm not going to pretend like it wasn't tragic, but the NFL is a business. And you have to look at that. So 
it's interesting as my man Dave Grohl let us off with. There's no way back from here. The Jets are on the path to the number one pick. I don't think they turn in the corners unless someone absolutely blows them away with an offer for the number one pick, assuming we have it. So that's that. A lot coming up. Do appreciate everyone tuning in. Going to dive into uh, a little bit of our award ceremony coming up. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Awards time. All right. Favorite part of the week. I get to give out useless awards to a terrible team, but I do enjoy doing it and kind of watching the games a little bit closer to see who I would do it for. So jumping right in. So we're going to do MVP, offensive player of the game, defensive player of the game, least valuable player, and more of the game. And I try to get a little creative with these things, but sometimes they're too obvious to ignore. So MVP, I think this guy's balling out of his mind. Quinn Williams again. He had more of a Leonard, uh, Leonard Williams big cat type game where it doesn't show up exactly on the statue as you like, but he was disrupting all day in the backfield all day, wreaking havoc all day. He had three solo tackles, one sack, and one tackle for loss. And he's just been flat out impressive. And that's one of the guys I've said even last week, I don't want him to be traded. Don't want it. I want him and Marcus May here for the future. They're two pieces that we can use. Excited about Quinn Williams. Offensive player of the game, Denzel Mims. I was between him and P. Ryan. I'm going to go Mims solely because that P. Ryan touchdown, which kind of boosted him, doesn't happen without that Denzel Mims block. He pushed an all-pro defensive back 10 yards into the end zone for that to happen. He was all over the field in the first half, catching the ball, put up great stats. Uh, in the first half, at least, obviously, we're we're – have a little bit of a grain of salt with that, uh, which I kind of have to, but just to even talk about offense. But uh, Mims, four catches, 42 yards, 16-yard long, and he had seven targets, which was tied for the the, uh, the team lead with Barrio. So Mims, I was impressed in his debut. I hope you guys were as well. I think he's going to be a strong piece moving forward. Don't want to get into too much draft speculation unless you guys ask for it, but I think Mims is going to be a very strong guy. And, Joe Douglas is looking better and better each week. I was impressed by all the offensive rookies. So I'm not, I'm not going to pretend I wasn't. Defensive player of the game. Scratch player. We're going coach. Greg Williams. A lot of guys contributing on defense. A lot of no-name guys that he's kind of forced to, forced into here. You lose your heart and soul defender in Steve McClendon, uh, who actually looked pretty good yesterday for the Bucks. Lost him. You got Greg Williams leading the charge. Don't let up a touchdown to one of the – more impressive offensive so offenses so far in the league, but the Bills, listen, it was it was a bend don't break. You got 18 points all on field goals. You got not a single touchdown. It was it was impressive. It it was definitely impressive. He had listen, Josh Allen's going to do what he does. He had, he had 11 carries personally for 61 yards, but you look at the running back situation. Singletary was held in check. Moss had a couple of like. One, he had one really breakout run, which increased his average. He had a 26-yard run, but he wasn't anything crazy. Cole Beasley's Cole Beasley. He's going to rip you up under the middle. Held Diggs in check. He had a really good pressure. And then look, you look at the defensive stats for the Jets. I mean, you had Neville Hewitt with 10 solo tackles, 13 total. Avery Williamson, 13 total tackles, 4 solo. Marcus May, 10 total tackles, 4 solo. Look at Bless Austin. Everyone, He was a late-round pick last year. I'm sorry, two years ago, and he's he's played pretty well. Two pass deflections. I, I was pretty impressed. Desir kind of disappointed me. Should have had a pick. I do want to see more Ashton Davis, but end of the day, you got to look at the defensive front. 
the Jets have had with some young guys. And it's impressive, man. I do. I think Basham's a pretty good player. Quinn Williams is good. Obviously, I I can't talk talk, talk enough enough about him. Henry Anderson's got to go. I'm not a huge fan, but Bryce Hager's been pretty pretty decent for us. And Jonathan Franklin Myers. Keep keep an eye on that name. I think I don't know if they're gonna tr- if they would be open to trading him, but I think there's gonna be some teams around the, around the league that are gonna look at him as a serious potential asset, and if. Douglas is, isn't sold. I think he is, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I do like Jonathan Franklin Myers as well. So defensive MVP or defensive player of the game, excuse me, is just going to be the coach, Greg Williams. Fantastic game plan. I'm proving every week that it's not just on him. Uh, least valuable player. Uh, this is just heartbreaking to say, but it's got to be Sam Darnold. Just the flashes of, of brilliant and then – you can't have four total yards in the second half. It's not all on him. He's getting crushed. But you just can't do it. You have to be a competent football team week in, week out. I have to go Sam Darnold. He was absolutely brutal in the second half. The one pick wasn't on him. The first pick was definitely on him. He should have had a third. He didn't look good. He looks uncomfortable, and he just looks like it's – He just looks like it's over, and he knows it, which is – it's sad to see. It's sad to see someone with so much hope that we had for him come in like this. But at least five before, you got to be Sam Darnold. I, I have to keep it honest. I'm a, I'm a fan, but i got to keep it honest. He did not play up to par, and it, it clearly showed in the game. More on the game, <laughs> it's obviously Adam Gase. And, and the reason I say that is he doesn't just – he doesn't look like a head coach. You look around the league, every head coach, like, listen, they, they'll take their fines, but they'll pull their mask down and yell at a ref. They'll they'll talk to a player. They'll get, they'll be a little more involved in the sideline. He's just standing there. And when you had Lockins calling the offense in the first half, well, for the game, but in the first half specifically, the camera's on Lockins. And he's running up and down, yelling, screaming, getting involved. And Gage is just standing there. And he said, oh, I want to observe everything in the organization. Bull fucking shit, dude. Bullshit. This guy is a moron. He can't coach. He's incompetent. I don't understand it. He's the moron of the game. Not even a question. The offense still can't get anything on fourth and one. How many times are we going to watch this? And how? I'm on board for keeping him for the rest of the year so we lose. And I'll never root against the Jets to lose. I'll say that. I was full on board with the Jets winning this football game. But my God, it's, it's just embarrassing at this point that we have to watch this. Like at least tell us, like, hey, Gase is going to step down and we'll and we'll have Lions. But we'll we'll see. It's it's not good, guys. It's definitely not good. All right, that's the awards of the game. Going to go into the game predictions and t- player props, see where I was right and wrong, and then we'll dive into, uh, dive into some fan questions. You were right. I was I was right. You were right. I was right. You knew it. I knew it. You knew it the whole time, buddy. I knew it the whole time, buddy. Definitely a rough Sunday for Broadway Joni here. Not, not my best. We came off two pretty hot weeks, rolling into another one, and – not not my best. So I got game prediction. I'll start with that. I was obviously wrong. Correct about the Jets losing. That's a no-brainer. Wrong about the score. I had Bills 30, Jets 17. Final score, Bills 18, Jets 10. So, yeah, listen, I was wrong. Did have Donald throwing one touchdown, one INT. He had one true INT. The other one was just a tip ball at the line. That was that. I was correct about Berrios getting a lot of work. He had seven targets in lieu of Crowder being out. But again, the second half kind of flipped all that on its on its uh, on its head. So 
wrong there, right there. I don't know how you judge that. I'll let you guys bash me, uh, you know, on your questions. All good. Um, are there some of my other game predictions? I had, I had Mims make some plays, and Mims did. I had P. Ryan making some plays, and P. Ryan did. So you got a good look at the rookies, at Joe Douglas's true first draft class. I did want to see some Cam Clark in there as well. I, I'm, I'm just interested to see how he looks on the line, but I didn't think the line overall was that bad. Obviously, I, I'll check some stats to see before the next game, but didn't think it was that bad. So we'll dive into that, but obviously wrong about my game prediction, correct about the outcome. Player props. So one for three this week, not my best. Obviously, like I said, I was coming off two pretty hot weeks. Um, I had Darnold over 20 completions. He had 11 completions in the first half. Now, if you're a gambler, you're saying, all right, we're on a pretty good pace here. And obviously that all got shut down. I am curious, what was the reasoning? I mean, the Bills made some great second half adjustments, obviously, and Gase is incapable of doing so. I don't know if it's a spite thing at this point, but obviously that was wrong. So that's the first loss. I had Frank Gore, Frank Gore over 10 and a half rushing attempts. That was correct. That was an easy one. That that's that was your uh, oh man, that was your Jamison Crowder over every week. Just take it. Obvious one over 10 and a half rushing attempts. They lowered that line. Beautiful. That's a win. Uh, last I had Perriman over four and a half catches. He finished with two. I thought they started off pretty hot. Darnold moving the ball to Perryman and Mims. Then, obviously, again, the second half, same with the Barrio stuff, just flipped it on my head. So that's that. That's the end of the player props uh, for me. So one for three. Hopefully we'll get some uh, you know, some good ones for next week. We should get some good ones for next week because we're facing the Chiefs, and we're like a, I think I saw a 20-point dog already on the road. That should be a 50-point dog. We're going to fucking suck. But regardless, all good. Um those are the game predictions. Like I said, we're definitely going to be having some more coming up. So hopefully I didn't lose you guys too much money if you are paying attention. Uh, but that is that. So we're going to dive in to finish up with some fan questions and uh, we'll roll along. Fan questions for you guys. Do appreciate everyone reaching out. Always remember to get them to me uh, for pregame, obviously before Saturdays, and postgame whenever you feel like it. You can send them in-game, everything like that. Always happy to answer. And I will pretty much legit answer anything if you've seen anything on my fantasy football stuff. A lot of dumb questions, movie questions. Don't really care. Here to entertain, here to have some fun. Um, so, yeah, do appreciate everyone reaching out. Uh, it's going to be a... Interesting fan question segment. Got two serious ones and one joke one. So I'll save that till the end. Um, so first, gonna start with Chris. Uh, Chris asking how I how I would grade Loggins play calling. Um, great question. Um, if you asked me first half, I'd give it a B plus. If you asked me second half, I'd give it an F. So I'll cut the shit. Go right to them. I'll just say a C plus. The first half, everything looked comfortable. We are moving the ball to different receivers. Looked to be a little more creative than we usually saw. Um, you, you saw receivers getting more involved. You see a good balance of P. Ryan and Gore, which we've been asking for. 
And then second half, it the script flipped. It might have been Buffalo defensive adjustments. It could have been really a, a Gase a little bit more involved, but it just looked terrible. Four yards on offense in the second half deserves you an automatic F. So that's that. I'm going to give it a C plus. I do think Loggins showed a little bit. He showed a little bit of motion on the sidelines, which I talked about before. But oh god, it's it's tough to grade an offensive coach who did that. So appreciate it. I appreciate the question. Next, we got Nate. Uh, Nate asking me if the Jets don't take Lawrence at number one, who would I like to see the Jets draft? Uh, so I'm going to assume that we trade out if we don't take Lawrence at number one. Someone's going to give us everything for him if we don't take him. Um, I would. Jamar Chase has been the guy. I think if Justin Jefferson didn't, uh, if if he left for the draft last year and Justin Jefferson was still there, I th- I think you wouldn't even know who Justin Jefferson was. He was that talented at LSU. Um, I'm kind of glad he's not glad because obviously you want to see him play. But if you look what happened though. Um, Waddle from Alabama just getting hurt ending his year. It's going to hurt his draft stock. So he took the year. He's going to train for the draft, and hopefully we'll uh, you know we'll see a little bit more. So I do like him, and I think a guy not many are talking about. It just depends on where he's drafted, or actually two guys of where he's where they view these guys. Rashad Bateman is a pretty damn good receiver, uh, and then I like Kyle Pitts out of Florida as well. Um, I think Pitts is a tight end, but he's a little bit more of a hybrid receiver. Um, a little bit more like one of those guys, like a Waller type, where he can block a little bit, but he's really a wide receiver in a tight end's body. So I think he's an interesting choice. I think they just definitely need to get some playmakers around whoever is the quarterback. And I think you'll see the same thing if we, even if we do draft Trevor Lawrence one, you'll see Douglas draft a receiver, you know, a Kyle Pitts type tight end as well. So appreciate the question. Obviously, it's going to be a very interesting draft and offseason for us because we have the most cap space in the NFL. So going to be a lot to talk about as well. Um, last, this is obviously a joke question. So if there's any time to tune out, if you don't want to hear it all good, don't, don't really care. Um, we got Dom out in Iraq. Dom asking me what is up with Cameron Ralph's hair. It's, it's brutal, man. It's, it's Sandlot esque of shave your butt and walk backwards type haircut. Uh, you don't want to see anyone dive into the full blonde. That isn't a natural blonde unless it looks good. And it, it, it looks terrible. So he knows it. I told him straight to his face and, that's the story. Hope he uh, hope he learns his lesson. As always, appreciate everyone tuning in, listening in. Um, any uh, questions? Obviously, I said it before, but feel free to shoot them over on Instagram, Twitter, or even uh, most. The easiest way for me to read them is uh, emailing me at Joni on the Jets at Gmail. Also in the bio. Uh, if it's not even a Jets question, you're looking for NFL fantasy advice, whatever it may be. Happy to get get it on the pod, or even if it's a little bit more time time concerning get, get it to you directly so appreciate the support as always uh looking forward to an absolute blowout on sunday jets chiefs a lot to talk about coming up there fantasy football wednesdays check out the instagram for any questions you have or even advice you're looking to receive happy to help as always looking forward to a uh interesting monday night game see what the bears got but that's all so we'll talk soon as always appreciate the support and uh, let's go Jets.